This week's In The Know podcast is brought to you by G&G Operators. Did you know that G&G Operators have had a hand in almost every major construction project in Dalhart for the past few years? Not only that, but G&G Operators have been keeping construction projects in Dalhart and the surrounding areas safe and structurally sound since 1994. They have an amazing crew to handle all your site preparation needs for any size project that you can think of. Call today to start your projects, 806 244-4297. G&G Operators is excited to keep you in the know about all Dalhart ISD news and updates. In the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know. Brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information. With your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. Welcome to this week's edition of In the Know. I'm your host, Dyke Rogers, and our guest today is Jeff Bird, Dalhart's Independent School District Superintendent. Hi, Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. It's good to have you here today. Well, appreciate you having me back. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we can keep having you back as long as G&G Enterprises supports this effort and, and helps us get news out about the school. So we're grateful to them, and we're grateful for you to be here today. Well, we appreciate them. They support our kids at every opportunity, and, and uh, we really, really do appreciate what they do for our students and our staff. Sounds great. Well, listen, we got a lot of things to talk about today. It's been a while since we've talked, and a lot of things happening at the school. It's been a really active sports fall. Tell us about some of the things going on there. Well, as a former, or I guess as my wife would say, an old coach, I really, really enjoy the athletic aspect, and you know, we not just not just sports, but band. I enjoy competition, and I enjoy watching our kids compete, and. For the second year in a row, our band uh, was able to qualify the, at the area marching contest for the area marching contest. And uh, for a, a school district our size with a small amount of number of kids, you know, I think that we've, we've got quality over quantity, if that makes sense. And it's hard for a band of 45 or 50 people to compete in an area competition with bands with 125 to 150 kids but certainly proud of our band directors and our kids for their the the success that they've enjoyed the last two years man our cross-country team has uh, again done a fantastic job our boys finished second in district they qualified for regionals and they finished fifth at region just barely missing qualifying for state our girls were second in district they were second at the regional meet and qualified for the state meet. And the girls uh, finished in fourth place in Class 3A in the state of Texas. And they missed being on the medal stand and receiving a bronze medal by one point. And I, I don't know how to really equate this or put it into words, but it was heartbreaking and uh and, and really cool to see at the same time. Our girls were devastated when they found out that they didn't qualify by one point. And I think that says a lot about the character that those young ladies have, and I think it says a lot about the expectations that our coaches have for our kids. When you see a child ups, that upset over missing being on the medal stand by one point, that tells me that it means a great deal to them. 
and uh, almost all of those girls are coming back and i would bet uh my my dollar bill to your nickel i'll bet you our girls not only reach the state cross country meet next year i'll bet you they medal and i think uh coach vogel has done an amazing job with those kids and we're really excited and appreciate it, it was fun to watch them compete uh, our volleyball team for the second year in a row is by district champions they finished in a tie for third place with River Road, and eight days ago, and nine days ago now, they were down two sets to none to River Road in Dumas on Saturday, and they battled back. They won the third set, they won the fourth set, and the fifth set, which is the first of 15, but you have to win by two, we battled back from a 13-9 to nine deficit and beat them 23-21 to 21 in game five, so we were the number three seed in the district. And we got to progress uh, as a three seed. We played the number two seed from the district south of us, which is shallow water. Uh, for the first time in the history of our school, is my understanding, we defeated shallow water in volleyball. Uh, I'll throw a plug in. We also beat them in football this year. But uh, our girls are two-time by district champions. They uh, won that game in five sets. And then this past weekend, they competed against Denver City, who was undefeated in district and a very formidable opponent. We were able to beat them the first set, but they beat us the second, third, and fourth set. But uh, for the second year in a row, like I've said several times, they, they are the bi-district champions. Our football team uh, has improved tremendously from last year. Uh, this year we finished the regular season six and or I'm sorry seven and three. We were two and two in district. Uh, we we started off two and zero oh and we ran into two buzzsaws at the end. Bushland was the outright district champion. Uh, our Golden Wolves tied for second with Mule Shoe, Shallow Water, and Dalhart. Unfortunately, we lost when they they have a point system, if you will. We beat Shallow Water by seven. Uh, shallow water beat mule shoe by eight and mule shoe beat us by eight and since shallow water beat mule shoe head to head and they were both plus eight shallow water's the two seed mule shoes the third seed and we fell to the fourth seed uh that's not bad the second and fourth seed actually have a little bit easier competition to get started in the playoffs so we're not too terribly upset about that Last year, if you'll remember, we were the four seed and we beat Denver City, who was the district champion out of the district south of us uh, in the bi-district round. And this year, they're the district champions again. Uh, they're 6-3-1, and one, so that will be an extreme challenge for us. But we're hoping we get them. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesse. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to cut that out. But uh, shallow, or excuse me, Denver City is six three and one. We're seven and three. Uh, they will certainly be a formidable opponent. Um, I think we kind of match up well with them. Obviously, the surprise factor we had last year, we're probably not going to have this year. So our kids are going to have to come out and play hard and compete. We're going to play them Thursday night this week in Lubbock at Lowry Field at eight o'clock. Uh, we we'll hope everybody can come out and watch us. And uh, on a personal note, if the Golden Wolves take care of business this week and the Vernon Lions, my former school, they take care of business this week, we will play them next week. Well, who are you going to root for? Uh, a thousand percent, I'm a Golden Wolf, buddy. Okay. Just wanted to check, you know, sometimes <laughs> things stay in your blood a while, you know. I, 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 as far as our sports and our athletics go, you know, I – I, I really feel like our our coaching staff has has focused on 
not just participating but competing in in making stuff meaningful and I, I certainly have absolutely nothing to do with it other than I try to support the coaches and want our kids to know we care about them but I feel like our kids the last two years have gotten better in every sport a little bit better each week and uh, I think we're headed in the right direction and uh, I'm, I'm certainly proud to be a Golden Wolf, and I'll be their number one fan till they get rid of me. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Not to get rid of you doesn't sound like a good idea, but uh, <laughs> but you being a number one fan is a good idea. Well, other than all the sports stuff, you know, and all the competition, you know, what are you doing in your spare time? Have you got anything going on with, well, with a bond issue or building or anything like that? Well, we do. Um, got some great news this morning. We got our geotech uh, results back on our soil samples, and we actually have three projects that that's affecting right now. My number one goal with the bond is for them to get the soil samples back to us, and it's way more information, I'm sure, than the listeners want. But we can't order the poles for the lights at the baseball and softball field until we have the soil samples back. And when you study the soil samples, the poles for them to light the entire baseball and softball field have to be a specific height. Well, you can't order the poles because we don't know how deep we have to bury and cement them because of the soil concentration so if we ordered 40 foot poles and ended up needing 45 foot poles would have been in trouble so now that we have the the geotech surveys we can provide those for the engineers and the lighting system Uh, hopefully they'll have that back to me by friday this week i can have it on my board agenda to approve next monday and we can get those poles ordered and and they won't wait until the poles are here they'll come out with the boring system and they'll bore the holes they'll cover the holes they'll start the wiring process and they'll be ahead of the game when the light poles get here and hopefully we can stick the poles in the ground cement the poles the wire will already be there we can connect those to the poles and we can go so okay so let's just check you out on your engineering skills here how yes. deep are you burying those poles I, i'm not going to bury them i'm going to dig the hole deep enough that they're at the base of the foundation <laughs> so the whole thing isn't going in just no, the bottom sir. part huh? it, well it, it, on a 45 foot pole i would assume that 40 feet will be above ground and five feet will be below but i've been married long enough to know assumptions will sure get you in trouble <laughs> won't taste for sure G&G operators would like to take the time to thank Dowhart and the surrounding area for all of their business and support. Take time to enjoy your family and have a safe and joyous Christmas and New Year from all the crew at G&G operators. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. So, so what else going on with the bond other than other than the baseball field? What's yes, going sir. on with the school? So we're about to wrap up the schematic design of the building, and that's been a process, obviously, with the architects. Uh, last week, matter or two weeks ago on Thursday, uh, the intermediate principal, myself, Bob Bailey, our board president, uh, and several teachers from the intermediate school went with Corrigan in Bushland and in Canyon ISD and we toured new schools that they you know we've got the design of the exterior of the building but we're breaking up and trying to meet Dalhart Independent School District's needs per grade level and per content area so we were able to tour a couple of schools and maybe take a few things that we liked from each school and and, and definitely found some things that we really didn't like that wouldn't meet our needs uh, the architects will be wrapping that up hopefully before uh thanksgiving break uh we'll get that to gallagher construction 
Gallagher Construction will compile a bid list, and we're hoping in January, early February, they'll put those bids out. The deadline will be sometime before March the 15th or around spring break. We'll, we'll know who won each bid, and we're hoping that by April the 15th at the latest, we'll be able to great, break ground and move there. We also, um, since we had the geotech people here to do the soil survey, we had to do a geotech survey of the drive that's falling apart behind the new high school. And that will not be part of the bond. Bond money will not be used for that. We'll have to use money that we've budgeted for that. But we've written an RFQ and posted that in the paper the last week and a half. And we'll be selecting a winner on that hopefully soon. And uh, we'll, we'll also fix that drive. And then in March, the weather on our track, it's just been neglected for a while. Um, it's And when I say neglected, I don't mean that we're not maintaining i mean that we live in the panhandle where it's below freezing there's snow and rain and then we have dry hot extremely hot summers it's hard on a track surface and uh we voted in july to repair that and by the time we got everything taken care of and presented to the company we were afraid it would roll into football season and interfere with football season so we decided we wanted to be first on the list and right after track season this year, uh, they'll be here, and they're, we're, we're going to replace the surface on our track as well. Uh, this is the one that's at the high school? Yes, sir. In the, what we call a new football stadium? Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh-huh. What's the cost on that going to be? Well, uh, man, I wish I would have brought the paperwork with me. It's going to be around $350,000 to do that. And there, there are multiple options when you repair one. Ours is, um, as my dad would say, you can put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. We could just seal the track that we currently have, but that seal is going to cost around $270,000, and in five years we would still, and I may be off just a little bit on those numbers, but it was astronomical, uh, in five years would still have to replace the track. And my theory is let's go ahead and completely resurface, not not seal it but resurface and seal it uh for probably it's to seal it would have been about three quarters the cost of just doing it completely right and then every five years we're going to have to budget to reseal that track and if we reseal reseal the track every five years the life of that track is going to last for us so to answer your question as far as projects we've got a track project we've got a drive project both of which are not part of the bond that's that's dowhart isd money that we've budgeted for and then with the the bond we're wrapping up the architectural schematic design we've taken the surveys we're fixing to sign a contract through a bid agency to put the light poles in at the baseball and softball field and we're hoping like crazy we can get that stuff ordered and get it here before baseball and softball start and our goal is within a month of spring break breaking ground at the intermediate school okay now just kind of refresh my memory and the listeners memory on you break ground right after spring break yes sir when do you open this school our our plan is to open it and to be in that school on August of 25, which would be not next school year, but the following. So that will give them from April of 24 until August of 25 to have that complete. Really, it would give them from excuse me April of 24 to July 
of 25 where we can get everything moved and in the building and prepare it for kids. Okay, so is that on schedule with where we started out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. Um, you know, I, I just went through this entire process with Vernon before I moved to Dalhart. We built a new elementary there. Uh, the difference was is they had approved a schematic design before the bond passed. Our board made a conscious decision of we don't want to do a schematic design. We don't want the voters to feel like we've already made our mind up that this is going to pass. We want to hear the voice of our community, and if they approve it, then we'll negotiate with Corrigan Architects and we'll do the schematic design. So we're six months behind in the process of where I was with Vernon, but it was for a reason, and we understood that going in. Okay, but this is the way it started out. Is yes, sir. We're on schedule with what we thought when we, when we voted of, for this. Yes, sir. It, there's lots of things. I don't want to give any false hope. There's, you know, supply and demand since COVID has been unbelievably difficult on the work is not the problem it's getting the stuff here and the material here in a timely manner as you work through the process you know can we get the concrete here are is the steel going to be ready for the framing of the building will it be here on time roof i mean i could go down the list of everything are the plumbers and electric electricians going to have the materials they need in order to hook it up and it's a step by step it's a pyramid you can't do you can't go from step A to step F. You've got to do B, C, D, and E in the middle. So it's a process, and, and uh, I would say at best 50-50 is a fair percentage of us being ready by August of 25. But that's been our goal, and that's the deadline that we're still working towards. Well, I want the 50% that says it is going to be ready. You, <laughs> you can too. have that other 50 if you want. Well, I, I can promise you, you don't want to be the superintendent and not get to start school there in August because then your mamas are mad and the teachers are worried about all my stuffs and boxes and it's uh, our goal and I will do everything I can to make that happen but unfortunately the good Lord may have a different plan. Okay, I want to ask you just a different question just totally off the wall. This year, I mean you had good expectations for the school year but what's the biggest positive surprise you've had in the school year? The preliminary results of our you know our intermediate school uh we we have such a large migrant population that traditionally our intermediate test scores have not been what we would desire them to be and they're certainly not where we would want them to be right now but i think mr blaine and mrs jones as administrators and their teachers came in with a different mindset last year and a higher level of expectation and i'm not bad mouthing anybody that's been here in the past i'm just super proud of the job they did last year uh the states come out uh you know i, I think it's all tied to the voucher or the scholarship program and uh, you know we're we're fixing to to celebrate Thanksgiving and they haven't released our tar our test scores yet the preliminary results have been released but on the preliminary results we went from a 49% growth in student achievement at the intermediate to a 79 and that is amazing that is a great number uh you know um i i, I have very few parent complaints be it academically, instructionally, there, it's nothing's perfect, and you probably just jinx me by answering that question and are asking that question, and I'm answering honestly. But uh, man, I, I love my job. 
uh, I, unfortunately, it's lonely at the top, and, and when things can't be resolved, it ends up on my desk. But for the most part, our community, our parents are very supportive. We've got some honorary kids, but our kids don't misbehave to unbelievable extents. Uh, my favorite part of my job at Dalhart ISD is I actually don't have to deal with as much discipline I have at other school districts I've worked at. And when you're not dealing with discipline, you get to be the superintendent. And I get to be in the classrooms. I, I did not get into public education so I could sit behind a desk and stare at a computer screen. I love kids. I want to watch kids. I want to be in the classrooms with kids. I want to eat lunch in the cafeteria with kids. I want to be able to go to the volleyball, football, cross country, and underwater basket weaving competitions, whatever it is that we're doing. And here I feel like I get to do that. Uh, and, and I think it's super important, not from a – uh, point of them being fearful of me for sure but I want the teachers and the kids to know who the superintendent is not Jeff Bird that's the superintendent of Dalhart ISD cares enough to be in our classrooms and to come sit at the cafeteria with us uh, that, that's important to me that's great well I'm glad it's important to you and I think it's important to all of us our community and our teachers and our administrators and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you and it's always good to hear your perspective on the school district uh, this is going to conclude uh, this edition of in the know part of the Dalhart connection be sure and go to kxit.com for any past episodes uh, and any other community information uh, we'll see you again next week did you know G&G &G is a family-owned and operated business? Dean and Gay are very excited to say that all of their children and their spouses play a role in the day-to-day -day work at G&G &G Operators. Their son, Chase Graham, is a current operations manager in Dalhart. Along with his wife, Rebecca Graham, she does any of the daily tasks that may arise. Chase Graham is also beginning to take over many of the daily responsibilities of the business. The oldest daughter, Chansey Graham Carrot, and her husband, Josh Carrot, own a trucking company that helps with the daily deliveries of a variety of products, along with assisting with the shop. The youngest daughter, Chanessa Graham Slamma, along with her husband, Judd Slamma, handle the day-to-day -day activities of handling feed for a large supplier here in Dalhart. G&G prides itself on being family-oriented and family-run with all of the siblings along with close family friend Curtis Thomas holding a partnership in the business.